0: and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a Degrassi podcast in which we talk about every episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation. And if you guys want to follow along, all the episodes are on YouTube, Um, so that is cool. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And
1: today we're going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 6, Drive. Kelsey, will you please read us the episode summary?
0: Sure. It is... Joey is going away for the weekend with his latest girlfriend, and Craig is surprised when Joey tells him he can stay on his own, and even have the guys over. When the guys get to Craig's for the weekend, they can't think of much to do. They're bored. After a lame afternoon, they're raring to let loose, and what better way than by taking a drive? That is a well-crafted synopsis. It's clear. It's concise. It's to the point. Again, no mention of the Ashley B story, which is fine, even though it is very prominently featuring Ellie, which, as we know, is my favorite thing. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I I thought that was fine.
1: Yeah, pretty on the nose. Um, And... The, so the episode title is called "Drive." It's based on a song by The Cars. So I think it's all just very fitting and very an obvious choice for this episode
0: title. I think this is the first time that I'm not familiar with one of the songs that like the episode title is like based on. Um, the only I think the only song by The Cars I know that's a Gary Newman song, yeah, "Here in My Car." But that's that's yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, well, the one car song you probably know is Just What I Needed.
0: Nope, I got nothing. Like
1: I guess you're just what I needed.
0: I love that yeah. song. Okay, cool. All right. So now that we've accomplished <laughs> that, the episode starts off with Craig and Joey uh, at Joey's uh, car dealership which is called Jeremiah Motors, which is not a good name for a car dealership. Like, I feel like it should be something like punnier.
1: I don't know. I think all car, car dealerships are pretty straightforward. Um, but yeah, so they're working at the car dealership. Craig is like washing a car and some- starts to like sweet talk some guy about the cool car. He's like waxing or something. And I just wrote down, it does not surprise me in the slightest that Craig is good at selling cars.
0: No, but it's like I feel like he's not really doing that like this guy seems swayed, but I feel like he's not doing anything like out of control great. I mean, Craig could sell me a car because damn. But like he's like not trying that hard, but Joey is like you're doing great and I'm like Joey, I love you. <laughs> but also, Joey does not know how to have a teenage boy like at all. Like no idea how to have a teenage boy. He like gives him keys and he's like drive across the lot. Like, in a crowded lot, surrounded by other cars that are expensive, and humans that you could easily run over, I will not supervise.
1: I mean, I don't know. Um, Yeah, that was a little questionable. But, like, he's going to have to start learning how to drive soon anyway. And I think Joey is the the ultimate, like, cool dad parent, where it's more he is giving – Craig a lot of like leeway to he puts a lot of trust in Craig, which I think up until this point isn't totally unwarranted. Like Craig hasn't ever like acted out before. And he's using like positive reinforcement to like keep Craig in line and like letting him know that he trusts him. And like that was kind of how my Parents handled me, but it was also because I was a goody-goody and I never did anything wrong. And, but I think it's, like, starts out okay parenting, but then once Craig does something wrong, it's like, oh, wait, no, this is awful. But, again, that's also, like, the classic, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed, which feels worse than your parents being mad at you.
0: You know, I think, I think uh, Joey is a good uh fill-in dad but I think at the beginning he's really like overestimating like how well Craig will do with this I'm like you are giving him free range to a lot of stuff and it's like it's it's just way too easy for him to break rules because he's not setting a lot of rules there aren't a lot of boundaries it's you know and then he's like saying he's on the phone with his mom like thanking her for watching Angela who we haven't seen in a long time by the way um Over the weekend, because he's going away. Um, And Craig is like, if you're going away, where am I going? And he's like, oh, I thought you'd stay here. Which is, like, it doesn't feel like he's letting him, like, spread his wings and, like, do his own thing. It sounds like he just, like, kind of forgot that, like, 14-year-olds can't take care of themselves for an entire weekend. Like, that's too long.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think Craig can get by, but, again, yes. kind. That's a long time to leave a child home alone but yeah so the beginning he lets Craig drive across the lot and that Craig is like so fucking excited about it and it's like oh yeah this is when driving was like a big deal like capital B capital D like BFD this is what like your teenage life works up to besides graduation
0: yeah, I don't know. My parents kind of taught me how. To, I think, my, yeah, my parents taught me how to drive before I had like driving lessons or whatever. But like in New Jersey, you can't get your permit until you're like sixteen and a half, and you can't get your you can't get a like beginner's license until you're seventeen.
1: Really? Yeah. Damn, that sucks. Yeah. In, in California, you can get it. You get your permit when you're fifteen and a half and then you get your license when you're 16. But yeah, but yeah, driving big deal when you can't do it yet, I guess, and he's just very amped about it.
0: Super jazzed. Um and then we and then uh that thing with Joey happens where he's like, "I'm going away. You can be here for the weekend. No girls, no parties, no drinking." All of which are good rules. And it looks like Craig is going to try to stick to all those rules. Unlike Ashley in Jagged (laughs) Little Pill, who just fucking goes off the rails.
1: She's also having kind of an existential crisis when that happens. So it's understandable why she decides to break all the rules. But yeah, Craig is like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like, that's cool. Because then the next day at school, or that later that day at school, he talks to all of his friends. Which includes Marco, who finally has lines and I in love with him in this episode I related to him a lot he was like the like curmudgeon like scaredy cat friend he was like okay guys but we can't get in trouble are you sure this is okay and I was like that like that's me that's totally me in high school (laughs) like I'll do the bad thing but I'll be worried about it the whole time but so he comes up to Marco um Jimmy and Spinner and is like Joey's out of town this weekend guys come on over and then he says he lets them know that it's them and Sean invited. So naturally, Jimmy's like, Oh, nope, I'm out. Sorry, guys. But then, so, but then Spinner and Marco are still very excited. And Spinner is like, Cool. So, who else is on the guest list? Like, can we invite girls? And Craig's like, No. Like, party? No. Booze? No. Donuts? Yes. All right, Spinner's in.
0: I love that um for spinner donuts is on the same level as like drinking and girls and like parties. I'm like that's that's delightful. Um and Marco is great. Uh he's already like very much who he's going to be. Like he's kind of a wet blanket, but he's kind of like fun. He's just he's adorable. And I have fashion notes on Marco, but um he's he's a delight. And Jimmy needs to get over this fucking Sean thing because honestly, who gives a shit? It's it's getting ridiculous. And Spinner even says that he's like, just come, you're missing out like this is stupid. And I mean, he's not missing out. They end up being really bored because they're 14. And what else are they going to (laughs) do?
1: Exactly. But it's but like I I think it's good that Jimmy at least is like, you know what? I'm going to separate myself from the situation because I don't want anything bad to happen rather than go and then have like a blow up happen. Because he doesn't want to miss out. I think that's kind of mature of Jimmy to just like skip out on any potential drama. But I think we might need to get into the fashion report because then we cut to Ashley, who's full on in goth mode now. She has cut her hair. She is wearing all black. So many chokers. So much eyeliner. She's officially Ellie's best friend
0: and it's great. Um can we talk about the fashion police since we're like in on Ellie and Ash? Okay. Um so for starters, um Marco is wearing the same sunglasses that Paige has, <laughs> <laughs> which I guess is fitting. Um when Joey goes away with his hot girlfriend, he is wearing like a bowling shirt that I'm like you're such a dork and you are just so cute. Um And then I, Ellie, as per usual, looks on point throughout the entire episode. She, like, has her brand, and she is running with it. And her hair is so cute. And she has, like, some pink in it now. And it's, like – and red hair with, like, pink in it usually looks bad, but, like, she makes it look cute. Um, I'm obviously very pro-Ellie. Ashley's hair, on the other hand, is a shit show. Like, she's just trying so hard, and it's, like, painful. Like, she just needs to do, like, a little bit less. Like, she could have, like, styled her old hair and, like, maybe cut it a little instead of making it, like, a weird, crazy haircut. And, like, remove at least the necklace. And, like, you know, like, even if she just did those two things, she would look better. But instead, she looks like she's trying so hard. She's wearing this, like, crazy, like, long choker. And it looks, she looks like she's just, like, Elvira kind of, but, like... Shitty.
1: Yeah, and she's wearing two necklaces. She's wearing like the standard like black wraparound like choker, that stretchy one that everybody had. Yeah. And then she's wearing like the weird one that ha- that's like hanging that's like has the long like beads on it. Was not a fan. I think she should have removed that. Like you're supposed to remove at least one accessory before you leave the house. Yes. She needed to remove like five, and that was one of them. And yes, her hair is still like it's a weird length now. It's short, but it's like still long enough that she has it like styled all like flippy and it doesn't look great. I think it looks better once she cuts it just a little bit more like when she go when she commits all the way and it's actually like a short haircut. Um but it's still it's like halfway between just like a bob and a pixie cut and it's weird.
0: It's not a good look for her. I'm not crazy about it. Um I mean all of my fashion notes are basically just Ellie and Ashley. Um, it's a lot of, like Ashley looks dumb and her hair is bad. Um yeah, I just yeah. I mean Marco looks like Marco. Um Ellie's purple lipstick is cool. Ashley's makeup actually looks pretty good um, despite it being too much. It's still like good too much. Oh, uh, we see Emma for like four and a half seconds and in that four and a half seconds she's wearing the dumbest hat I've ever seen in my life. It like rolls up on the bottom. It looks like it's made of felt. I'm lost.
1: It's awful. It's like a, like a thin beanie that's rolled up too much. It's like it's like sitting on the back of her head. It's not good. Emma, what are you doing? I thought we were, like, getting over the hump of your awful fashion, but clearly not. And Sean looks – he's wearing a standard jean jacket, white shirt, jeans. Yeah. yeah. Craig is not wearing his leather jacket, but he's wearing, like, a shirt underneath, like, a butt, an open button shirt. And that's also kind of Margot's look as well. And Spinner just looks, like, pre-affliction wear. Like, what like, – like, spitfire. He's
0: wearing basically everything
1: Spitfire.
0: I have no other fashion notes. What about you?
1: No, I am i didn't take a lot of fashion notes. This episode, like, there was not a lot in it. But so after Craig invites all the dudes over, uh, Ashley and Ellie are hanging out. And Ellie's like, oh, I need to go get my cartilage pierced after school. And Ashley, like, just. So trying so hard, always trying too hard to like create a personality for herself, but just like mooching off of other people's um, is like, oh, you know what? Do you think I should get my belly button pierced now that I know you're getting a piercing after school? And Ellie's like, I don't know. Come with me and maybe he can fit you in. And then Ashley kind of gets called out on her bluff. And she's like, oh, okay, I can go i guess
0: i feel like this is the beginning of ashley like changing her identity for other humans because this is a theme throughout the rest of her existence um and she's, she's just trying too hard so yeah she goes with ellie and she meets uh the, the piercer attila um which is a great name um the piercing shop is super cool it's i don't know i'd, I'd go there um Yeah, I don't know. There's, like, not a lot to it. I mean, he pierces Ellie's cartilage, who, like, does not even flinch because she's a badass. Um, And she's, like, and Ashley's, like, freaking out about the needle. She's, like, is that the needle that you'd be using in my ear or, like, in my belly button? And he's, like, no, I'd be using a much bigger one, which sounds scarier, but it's, like, actually just true because it's, like, a different kind of piercing and it's a different kind of, like, body part. Um, So you need, like, a larger gauge or whatever. Um, and she like, and he like hands her one and she is like cartoon gulp and it's like, (laughs) it's ridiculous. It's just so silly.
1: And so he gives her this permission form. She needs to get signed by her mom. And she's like, oh, oh my God, my mom's never going to sign this kind of like clinging on to the hope that her mom will not sign this so she doesn't actually have to go through with it. But she goes home and her mom sees the permission form, and, like, kind of makes a face. And she's like, see, I told you. She's not going to sign it. She's, like, appalled by it. And her mom's like, calm down. I was just reacting. Do you want me to uh, ass- sign this or not? And she's like, um, yes? Question mark? I guess I do. And her mom, who I think is, like, kind of... Is calling Ashley's bluff as well as like mm, I will sign it, okay, if this is what you want. And Ellie's like, cool, that's awesome. Getting your belly button pierced is rad, and like lifts up her shirt and shows that she already
0: has her belly button pierced. Ellie's my favorite. Um, I just want to finish out this storyline before we go back to the boys. Um, so the next morning, they're headed towards Ashley's appointment at the piercing place. And her mom is like, bye, girls. And Ellie's like, you should come with us. It'll be really fun. We'll get you one. And she's like, no, thanks. So they go. And Ashley's like laying on the table. And uh, Attila is explaining like the process to her, which my friend is a piercer. Like, this is what they do. They like, explain the whole thing to you. And they like kind of walk you through it. And they ask you if you're OK, like a thousand times because they have to. Um, and she's, like, freaking out. She's, like, losing her fucking mind, which is, like, I understand if you're scared, but it's, like, then don't lie to your friends. Like, just, it seems very, like, an easy thing. Plus, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't. Like, it's, it, like, seems like it's going to, but it super doesn't hurt, so she's just being a big wuss about it.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like, I, it seems like she's just, gen in general, afraid of needles, which is just, like, a phobia that some people have, but it's, like. Girl, if you're afraid of needles, like, you don't need to pretend to do this for Ellie. But she thinks she does. She thinks to be edgy, you this is what you need to do. Because she's trying to conform to this identity that isn't actually hers. So, like, right before Attila pierces her, she's like, no, 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 I can't do this. And says the most, like, pretentious Ashley way of backing out of something. She's like, I'm not letting that go into my body. Or, like, I'm not letting that pierce my body. It's, like, not... It's like, of course, that's the way that you word this. It's not like, oh, no, I can't do this. I don't like needles. She's like, takes a weird, gross, like, no, I can't def- like, deface my body.
0: It's a very, like, my body is a temple moment. And it's like, oh, get over yourself. I think that's the thing. Like, if she was just like, I'm sorry, I'm scared of needles, I'd be like, okay, fine. But instead, she's like being an asshole the whole time. <laughs> and if you're so fucking scared of needles, then just stop trying so hard and just be like, nope, 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 nope. I. This is not my thing. Like, you can do this, and I'll be here for you. But, like, there's nothing I fucking hate more than people who are, like, trying so hard to be edgy. And I'm like, get over yourself. Like, you're ridiculous. Just stop.
1: And Ellie says as much when they're walking to school the next day. Ashley's like, oh, I'm sorry. I couldn't do it. I thought that if I did it, I would, like, win some cool points with you. And Ellie's like, You don't need to do that. Like, I'm your friend already. Like, you don't need to do stuff to impress me. You
0: got me. We're here. We're friends. Forever proving that Ashley's a dummy and Ellie is the best. (laughs) She's like, we're already friends. What the fuck is wrong with you? She's the best. And also, she, like, totally, like, um like, makes, like, a sarcastic comment to Ashley first because Ashley's, like, I totally humiliated myself. And she's, like, yeah, you did. <laughs> and I'm, like, ha you're the best.
1: I love Ellie. And I think Ellie is the perfect friend for Ashley at this point. I think Ellie is not going to be, uh, she's not going to cater to Ashley like Terry did. She's not going to feed into the ego like Terry did to just, like, keep her, like, in a good mood, Ellie's going to tell her like it is. She's not going to sugarcoat anything, and I think Ellie's going to start to help Ashley see that it's okay to be herself, and it's okay to own her, like, who she is, and she doesn't need to, like, try to be someone she's not, or at least I think that is what Ellie tries to do, even though Ashley doesn't always listen, because let's be real, it's Ashley.
0: Yeah, I mean, I really hope that that's what Ashley learns from her, but I don't have super high hopes she kind of stays in this vein. I mean, this is like her beginning of like changing for other people and eventually it's mostly her changing for boyfriends. I think I prefer her changing for Ellie. I mean, at least that's a little less like anti-girl power, you know. <laughs> but it's still not the best. It's like just just be your own person, dude. Like I know that you're figuring it out. Experiment with other things, but don't like be so influenced to fit in with like your new friends. Like, especially when your new friend is someone as cool as Ellie, who's just like, I like you because I think you're a cool person. Don't be a fucking weirdo about it.
1: Yeah. So that kind of closes out the B storyline, but back with to Craig. So all the boys go back to Craig's house after school and they learn that, or they go back to the house and Joey's, getting ready to leave and he bought them all snacks but he has and he has like this hot girlfriend going on this trip with him but just like it's like yes Joey Jeremiah is a total babe mag- magnet even though he's also the biggest dork ever but they're hanging out and they realize that there's not a lot to do when you're a 14-year-old boy and they get bored very quickly
0: well that's the thing Is like if you're 14 like so there are a few things that you can do Like, to have fun. And one of them is, like, if your family isn't around to supervise, the only fun thing to do is break rules. So it's, like, whatever excites you. I mean, like, when I was 14, I would have been, like, let's get drunk. Um, Because, (laughs) of course. Um, So it's, like, yeah. But otherwise, you kind of need your parents to have fun. Because the only way to have fun is to go places. And you need someone to drive you to do those things. Like, sitting in your house with your four friends doing nothing for four days sounds great to me now, but that is because I have access to wine. So, like, so like that sounds awesome. Wine, snacks, we'd watch movies, that sounds great. But when you're 14 and you have, like, chips and soda and, like, you're, you're playing Go Fish with Marco, like, you're fucked.
1: <laughs> and they get very – it's, like, a very heated game of Go Fish. Marco's like, are you sure you don't have a queen? And Sean is just, like – fish man and they like start bickering and it's super weird but yeah the only thing i could think of that would be like the most like risque thing without breaking the rules would be like to watch like an rated r movie that they're technically not supposed to be watching but that they can get away with it because joey's not there but yeah craig is very steadfastly following the rules he doesn't want to disobey joey until a certain point when, like, they've exhausted all of their ideas. Spinner tries to convince them to do, like, a cheese Whiz race, which is disgusting. They've eaten all their food. They've played Go Fish. Um, they're sitting in their backyard, and Craig's is like, oh, this is the life. And he tells them about how he got to drive a car on Joey's lot. And then all the dudes are like, oh, my God, we should totally do that. And just, like, a lot of, like, peer pressure happens.
0: And it all starts with Spinner, and I was, so I was just like, of course, like, the original bad influence is Spinner, and Sean is like, I mean, it's not a bad idea, and Marco was like, it's a terrible idea, (laughs) so I feel like me in high school, of all the people, I would have maybe been Sean or Marco. I think I'd be, like, a mix of the two, because I'm still, like, an anxiety-prone person. I just was also a delinquent, but... Yeah, I'm just like, so I like kind of identify with both of them being like, I mean, it would be fun, but it's not a great idea. Um, But yeah, so they like totally peer pressure him and he's like definitely not into it, but he's kind of into it um, because they're bored and because he wants to impress his friends. And he's like kind of new to the group. Um, I mean, it's only episode six. He's only been around for like a couple months, maybe. Um, So he's like, well, let's do it tomorrow. And then they get up the next morning and he's clearly like deciding and he's not sure. And they're all sleeping in sleeping bags (laughs) in the living room and it's kind of adorable. Um, And they're like, Are you chickening out? And I was like, What's wrong with chickening out? Just be like, You know what? I slept on it. I thought about it. It's a shitty idea. But he's like, No, let's do this right now.
1: Because they're 14 and they think that chickening out is going to like ruin their life. And so they go to the car dealership. Craig has the keys. Um, they get there and they're freaking out already. The phone starts ringing and Sean's like, don't answer it. We're not supposed to be here, but they take out the car and they're driving along and then they are listening to the radio and it turns out there's a radio contest happening where if they go to this certain place and answer a question, right, they can get tickets to the kid Elric concert or something. And so they drive over there because they have a car and they beat people to the place and they answer the question right and it's really exciting and on their way back they stop at a stoplight and there's a policeman who like pulls up next to them and it's very nerve-wracking but they don't get caught
0: um and when the phone rings when they're at the dealership like the whole time I was just like just answer the phone just answer the phone cuz it's so obvious it's like someone is calling on like whatever day it is that like the dealership is closed and it's probably because of an alarm. Like, that's what they do when you when you trip an alarm. It's the alarm company calls to make sure that, like, it was you and it wasn't, like, a burglar. So if you don't answer, they're going to assume that someone's breaking in and they'll send, like, cops over or at least they'll, like, call the, like, owner or whatever. Um, but, yeah, so... They're sitting next to a cop car, and I just wrote down that Sean almost became real Ryan Atwood in that moment yep. because that is what Ryan Atwood gets arrested for is stealing a car. So I'm like, <laughs> it's all come full circle. He's going to be real Ryan Atwood.
1: And I love that Sean's like, just be cool. It's all co-. Like, just, like, pretend that nothing's happening. It's like, oh, Sean, you've been through this. You know how to, like, avoid the cops. And also while they're driving, Spinner has, like, gross cheese farts that fill the car. And he's like, excitement makes me fart. And, the
0: worst. and
1: so they get back to the dealership. They're like, oh, my God, we won the tickets and we didn't get arrested. And it's so cool. And and then Joey storms out of the dealership and is like, what are you guys doing? And starts yelling at them. And He's like, you three, you're going home. And then he like he and Craig go home and he yells at Craig and he's very disappointed in him and Craig has no excuses and Craig is now grounded for three weeks and Craig's like three weeks and I'm just like Craig what the fuck did you think was going to happen you stole a car from his car
0: dealership like three weeks is a gentle punishment three weeks is like polite you know also I love that for the contest sorry I'm like moving backwards a little for the contest I love that they were like you and three friends I'm like that's very specific (laughs) and convenient um but yeah so Joey is yelling at him and he fucking deserves it. And I get and I got so mad because Joey was like yelling at him and he's like you're not my real dad, which is like <laughs> fuck you. He took you in. Your real dad is a dick. Like what is that is a shitty argument. You know you fucked up. Don't throw that in his face. He's better than your real dad. Be respectful of Joey, goddamn Jeremiah.
1: Yeah, I think at that point Craig is just like panicking. And so he's grounded for three weeks, and Joey, p- like, plucks the tickets out of Craig's pocket and rips them in front of his face. And he's like, oh, also, no concert, goodbye. Also, backtracking again, remember radio, con like, contests? Remember calling into radio stations and, like, requesting songs and trying to be, like, the whatever caller to, like, win things?
0: Yes, because I had Z100, and we always would try to be the 100th caller so we could win tickets um i feel like those still exist because i've been in stores where they're playing the actual radio and i've listened to like what z100 is now and i'm like oh i think they still do that it's just that not a lot of people listen to the radio especially like um we're in new york full disclosure but i feel like a lot of people like in new york and brooklyn and stuff don't listen to the radio because we don't drive we do a lot of walking um so we're not like casually bump in some tunes it's more like you cherry pick what you're already into
1: very true very true but yes i remember calling in and trying to request songs on the radio frequently in middle school but yeah so craig is grounded they ripped up the tickets he has to tell his friends about that too and they're all bummed out about it or wait no i don't even think that happens i think i'm making that up in my head and it ends with craig grounded (laughs)
0: pretty much yeah and i and i just wrote down surely he can tape the tickets back together though right cuz <laughs> it's not even like he like shreds he like tears them in half like he can definitely just tape them together and give them to his friends and be like i'm grounded but like give this one to jimmy or something right i don't know
1: i don't i don't know i guess i think it's it seems like the end of the world so it's not going to happen But that is the episode. Um, So should we start with Spirit Squad Captain?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say my Spirit Squad Captain is Ellie. Um, Because, first of all, Spirit Squad Captain forever is Ellie in my heart and mind. Um, But also because she's like, you know, she's very understanding, even though her friend's kind of a dummy. And she's like... Yeah, she's just – she's like, I'm not going to judge you. You're my friend. And she, like, kind of goes along for the whole ride. She's supportive. She goes with her to talk to her mom. She helps her convince her mom, who she barely knows. And, like, her mom – I love that Ashley's mom, like, instantly seems to like Ellie, despite the fact that Ellie looks like Ellie. (laughs) And she's just, like – she can just see that her heart is pure.
1: Yeah, I definitely was going to say Ellie, too – And I guess I will also tack on Ashley's mom as Spirit Squad captain because she's very, she knows what she's doing. She's very understanding, and I think she recognizes that Ashley has been going through a hard time, and that Ellie is a good friend to her, and she's support very supportive of everything. But she also still knows her daughter, and knows that like there's no way she's actually going to get that belly button pierced. But she's going to choose to be like the nice mom and let Ashley make her own mistakes slash decisions. Rather than just, like, lambasting her.
0: That is a good spirit squad captain. I-, I also like Ashley's mom as one of them. Um, So what is your ship for the episode, I guess? Sean and
1: Emma, because Sean- Marco tricks Sean into prank calling Emma, and it's hilarious.
0: Okay. I'm on board for that. <laughs> Sean and Emma. Oh, actually, you know what? Um, Marco and Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Marco and Craig, for sure.
1: I'm into that, too, because uh, there was also that one moment in the backyard that I can't remember what. Oh, it was with Spinner, though. Somebody said something to Spinner about, like, liking boys or like. I can't remember. There was like a kind of a gay joke made at somebody's expense. And Marco was like,
0: shut up, Spinner. Oh, I think it was made at Craig's expense, which is another reason <laughs> to ship Marco and Craig. Let's be real. Um <laughs> Okay. Um, moral of the episode is uh follow the rules. Um I think it's uh
1: don't succumb to peer pressure. Like don't like go Ooh, with your like go with your gut. You know who you are. You know you know what's right and wrong for you and don't let your friends pressure you to do something you don't want to do what or whether they're actively doing it or whether
0: that's what you think they want you to do. That's a good one. You nailed it. Uh, I can't, I can't improve on that. That was perfect. Um, So I think that's it for us. Uh, Plugs. Um, If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can tweet at us at DegrassiPod. Um, If you want to send us an email, that would be very cool. Um, we are whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com and our Tumblr's the same, uh, whatever it takes Um And like, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. And uh, you can also do the same on SoundCloud if you're so inclined.
1: Yeah. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at HollandTacular.
0: And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at KelSucks with a Z at the end. Um and as our thing that is not us that we're gonna plug, um I'm gonna plug uh Cuckoo, which is uh like Netflix original series uh from Australia, and it ha- and it has Andy Samberg in it, and it's awesome. I've only seen the first couple of episodes, but so far it's kind of the best. Um, it's really funny. Uh, I. Highly recommend it. It doesn't look it looks like um Taylor Lautner in the photo, which is confusing. So maybe he's in the second season. and I just don't know about it. But Andy Samberg is in the first couple of episodes as one of the main characters. It's good. I recommend it.
1: OK, yeah, I've seen that cover on Netflix and I see Taylor Lautner's face. And I'm like, mm, I don't know how good that looks. But now that I know that Andy Samberg is in at least the first season, I'm definitely more inclined to check it out. Um, I'm going to plug an, a very old podcast that does isn't even a thing anymore. It happened in like 2012, 2013, but I'm just listening to it now for fun. It's called the Reality Show Show. It's through ear. It's through Earwolf. It's Sean Clemens and Hayes Davenport, and they just talk case. about reality TV circa 2012, 2013, which I was definitely watching. Like. One of my guiltiest pleasures that I still watch to this day is like The Real World Road Rules Challenge and listening to them talk about it just brings a smile. They also talk about like Top Chef and Shark Tank. They have a whole segment called Tanks or No Tanks. It's hilarious. So if you just want to like binge on like a contained podcast, I highly recommend it.
0: That sounds awesome. Um and I love Sean and Hayes, so that sounds good. They do Hollywood Handbook, which is another good one. Um, All right. So that's it for us. Bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers.